Welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. As always, my name is Brent Terhune. Joining me uh, on this episode for the first time, Mr. Trent Mabry. Hey, Brent. How are you? Good. This is the first uh, Brent-Trent combo that I've... Do you get Brent a lot on your... uh, Like when you say Trent, are people like, did you mean Brent? Or... (laughs) No, I never got Brent. I get a lot of like, tr- a lot of people say Trey. Okay. Um, Trevor a lot. Yeah. With Brent, then, I get a lot of Brett and Trent. Yeah. Uh, but I'm Brett. also a mumbler. So that's probably why. <laughs> I'm a bit of a mumbler too. I went to Taco Bell. Uh, it's a Taco Bell cantina. They don't have oh, regular okay. Taco Bells in the big city of New York. That means they have like, uh, they serve alcohol there. What's the cantina part, right? Yeah, they serve. I didn't realize that was the the distinction, but these ladies uh, next to us were chucking some alcohol. Just it looked like a, Baja a Taco blast. Bell. Usually, yeah. you're that way on the way to the Taco Bell, not at the Taco Bell. Yeah, um, but they ask for your name, and I go Trent, and uh, they go. They looked at me in shock, like they never heard that name before. That's crazy. They, like. <laughs> And then they asked me to spell it. I go T-R-E-N-T. And then I was watching them and they were getting ready to call my name. And they go, how do you say this name? So they didn't know Trent? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy that, like, I mean, that's not a that common of a name. It's probably just as common as Brent, but it's not, yeah. you know, some name you never heard of before. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a that's that's a very Seinfeld thing to happen. <laughs> it really is. Which is a great segue because today on this episode we're talking about uh, Seinfeld in general. The best episodes, our favorite episodes, and we'll have some facts and stuff uh, in there. But first, Trent, plug whatever you need to plug at the top so people don't have to wait till the end. Oh, perfect. Well, I have a podcast myself called There You Go with Trent Mabry. Uh, basically, I have comedians on and people email us. Uh, with any question, with any advice they need, and then we read it and we give them advice. And sometimes I interview other, uh, like I've interviewed a bunch of Letterman writers and stuff mm-hmm. as well. And you had a guy from the, uh, the Simpsons on too, because you and I had talked about that previously. I did, yes. His name is Steve Young. He wrote the Hurricane Nettie episode of mm-hmm. The Simpsons, and he was also a writer for Letterman. And he has a really good documentary called Bathtubs Over Broadway. Uh, well, we're you... not here to plug his stuff, Trent. <laughs> you're Enough right, you're about... right. <laughs> <laughs> you say you give advice. Have you ever given good advice or is it all just, you know, do you think you give good advice? I think, yeah, I think everything's great advice from more. Yeah. Okay. We solve everybody's problems. Nobody's sure. ever e- emailed and said, hey, this suck. They you, all, they all love a it. picture of their house on fire. Like <laughs> this is all your fault, Trent. Yeah. Um, so our, I know when I approached you of like, Hey, what, what would you want to talk about? You suggested Seinfeld. So is Seinfeld one of your favorite shows then? Oh yeah. It's my, my favorite show of all time. Really? Okay. And from like, did you, I don't, I doubt that you even watched it when it aired on TV. Right. Cause that's, I don't really, I'm older than you are and I didn't watch yeah. it on um, like when it was, you know, brand new episodes. Yeah. I don't, I think it was off the air. Well, it wasn't off the air when I was born, I don't think, but I never watched it like when it was, I watched it in reruns. Yeah. Reruns. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's, uh, it is one of those things where Seinfeld, even just like a couple of years ago, you would drive through like Chicago and you would just see a billboard for Seinfeld yeah. 
it's bizarre to me. It's not, it wouldn't be like a me TV type channel, but it would be like one of those local ones and they're advertising Mm -hmm. Seinfeld. Like it it was on Hulu. You can get the DVDs and not watch commercials, but they're like, here's the thing that we're, we're spending advertising money on is Seinfeld like 20 years after it's been over. Yeah. It's great. It's a, that's a testament to the show because and I, ha- I have some numbers that I want to talk about with it because I'm always fascinated by certain numbers uh, that of, of a show. So, like, the, our first numbers that I can throw out here are $40,000, $1 million, and $110 million. And that means from the 91 to 92 season, Seinfeld, Jerry, I don't know if you ever heard of her, but uh, <laughs> he was making $40,000 per episode. And by the end of it, he was making a million dollars per episode. Jesus Christ. And he cut it off at nine. I because I've I've heard this before about Jerry Seinfeld, but he's superstitious. So everything with him is comes in nines. So they offered him a hundred and ten million dollars to do another season. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'd rather I'm gonna cut it off at nine. <laughs> and that that's just for the initial run. Then you're not counting uh, you know the syndication and other thing. Cause I, even in target, like last week it's a brand new Seinfeld trivia game. Like they're <laughs> yeah. still making yeah. it's bizarre to me, but then like, you won't see any, like where's the big bang theory stuff anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't look for it, but I'm sure it's out there. But do you, do you have a, a, a favorite episode or favorite character? Where do you want to start with this? Uh, Well, you, you, yeah, you don't see a lot of Bazinga shirts, but anymore but <laughs> other than the one i'm wearing right, exactly. this is only an audio podcast by the way no we're not doing video but uh <laughs> my my favorite episode um i think is the chinese restaurant okay and that was on a uh, bunch of the list that i saw and yeah because uh, i was i think you and i were talking before the mics turned i was gonna i've seen this show two or three times all the way through but then I go to like recap and let, let, let it be fresh in my brain. It's currently not on Hulu, but it's not on Netflix and I don't have the DVD. So I was just like trying to remember all of them, but the Chinese restaurant is the, the benchmark for the show about nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire episode takes place in a waiting room of a Chinese restaurant as Jerry, George and Elaine become more frustrated by the long wait. So what's this about? What, what about this episode strikes you? Well, uh, I really like just sitcoms that are like only deal. Uh, they call them bottle episodes, not to get too inside baseball. Well, no, that's what listeners. I was going to like. It's the, the episode of um, Breaking Bad where they're chasing the fly. Yeah. It takes place all in the one, you know, which I think a lot of them are based on like, oh, we're, we're at a budget. We got to have <laughs> one. You know, this is a play. You could do a Broadway version of the Chinese restaurant and it would be the same. Right. Yeah. So I really like that. Um, and then at the, the punchline at the end where they just go, they're waiting the entire episode and then they finally go, they leave and then he goes, Seinfeld for <laughs> just waiting, I've been yeah. waiting all night. And then as soon yeah. as they leave and that's, er, that was early season two, episode 11. Yeah. Cause I don't know how you feel about the first season of Seinfeld, but that's not, if I'm putting on Seinfeld, that's not my go-to. <laughs> no, yeah. You can skip. Well, the first episode is just weird. They're they're in a completely different diner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elaine's not there. They want they they're clearly trying to make the waitress one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was in some of the facts too that 
this was only supposed to be like a, a, a special. It was only supposed it was supposed to be called just uh stand up and it was supposed to take the place of SNL and their time slot. Not take oh, over really? the show, but just be like, oh, SNL's not in season right now. Here's this Jerry Seinfeld thing. Really? So was, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was just supposed to, supposed to just be a special. And then they later said that, you know, the the, the tagline of the show is it's a show about nothing. But like that wasn't even their pitch. Uh, it was, you know, uh, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. Their pitch was like, "Here's where a comedian gets his material." Essentially, okay. so you have that that monologue at the beginning. It's kind of you know tailored to the rest of the episode. Hmm. Um. Which the monologues at the beginning are my least favorite part of the shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I remember when I was a kid. That's kind of the reason. I think I wanted to do do stand up was the mm -hmm. monologue when I was because I started watching when I was really young, like even before I was in elementary school. I remember watching Seinfeld yeah. at my like grandparents' house and stuff. Um, didn't get it. I did. I just got the. I just understood the Mulva joke a couple of years ago. But what, uh, which one was that? Where they they say uh, Jerry doesn't remember his girlfriend's name. And okay. she goes, it's a, it rhymes with a female body part. And he guesses Mulva. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One of those where you, you like, you get, it's on upon rewatches, you're like, oh, yeah. it's like, like you watch a Disney movie and you're like, oh, I never got that joke because I wasn't old enough to understand what they were yeah. talking about. Yeah. I do like some of the stand up, like my favorite, I don't know, one of the, my favorite bits, but he's just like, yeah. Like you can tell when an old person to stop trying because they just wear the clothes from that decade. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, but yeah, or just when they're driving, he's they're backing up and he's like, "Look out, I'm coming back!" And it's that <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld like yell, but it's still Jerry. Like, and also I think Jerry is the worst actor on the show. Oh, hundred like, percent. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Well. uh, we talked about your favorite episode, my one of my favorite episodes, and I I don't even have like a, a favorite episode per se, but it's moments in mm. the episodes when they're waiting with Elaine's dad. Oh um, yeah, Lawrence. Uh, I think his uh, name's Tierney. Lawrence Tierney. Yeah, they yeah. got like just notorious. Like I was listening to a podcast about Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, and he's Joe in there, and like would like physically pushed Tarantino. And like was just drunk and belligerent the whole yeah. time. And that like, that's just that guy. That's not like, he's not acting per se. He's just saying the lines, but that's him. Um, yeah. Which I heard there was a story from the Simpsons. Uh, I think it was Bill Oakley or Josh Weinstein, one of those, but they had him come in and read and they had to explain the gag to, so they're explaining the jokes, which he doesn't get. And he's like, why am I reading this? Like, <laughs> It was the it was the uh, the one where Bart steals the video game. If you guys if you remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that one. So he's the the manager of the try and save, and he calls and he's like, "That's right, uh, your son stole a video game." And then it he's having this conversation, and then he hangs up, and it turns out he's just been talking in a conversation uh, uh, cadence to the answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> So he didn't understand the the humor in that he's like, that's right, that's uh, so and so down at the try and say <laughs> like he just <laughs> didn't understand. Um, 
the opening music for every single episode on Seinfeld is different, uh, which I didn't know. I just thought it was the same bass. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so the guy that did the music was like, well, Jerry's coming up with new stand-up for every episode. I can come up with new music oh, for uh, every. Yeah, which I didn't. I well, wouldn't have noticed. It, yeah, yeah. No, it sounds like he wasted his time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It all it is also funny when you see like the Seinfeld music put over other viral videos. Mm-hmm. Just that like, you know, you I there was one of like a lady leaving the airport or the plane bathroom, and then a guy like a minute later walks out of the same bathroom and he's just like uh like covering his face and then it kicks that Seinfeld music on and it made it so much funnier. <laughs> uh you you just recently moved to New York. Have you been to uh monks? The restaurant. I have not been to Monks. It's actually uh, in New York. It's called the actual name of the restaurant is called Tom's. Yeah. And I've heard the food there is not very good. That's I guess if you've got that running streak of being on Seinfeld, that iconic shot, like you'll get people to come once and be like, oh, yeah, we had it. The food sucks. But we yeah. were there for the, the tourist aspect, I guess. Yeah, but I, I do need I do want to go there. I want to go to the uh the soup Nazi place too. Yeah. Is um, that, that's a real place too. That's a real place. Um, I, I can't remember what it's called, but I did look it up. Okay. And uh, I want to go there. And also there's a place called the producers club that does comedy. Mm-hmm. And right next to that is the Kenny Kramer bus tour. The guy that Kramer was based on, he does a yeah. bus tour. Well, um, and for 22 years, he's done that. Yeah. <laughs> It's so crazy because that that character you you mentioned, you know, Elaine's not even there for the first episode. I think that in the first episode, his name is Kessler. Yeah. And then like the real guy's name is Kramer and he didn't want them to use his name. But eventually they talked him into it and paid him like a thousand dollars to use his name. So it's Kramer. And now he does these bus tours, which I wonder if he's like one of those guys to be like, you know, everything comes back to Seinfeld and how it was his name. Like he's like not a one note joke type of person, but a one note joke type of person. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, who's your favorite character? Cause I, I can, I mean, George is my favorite character. I think. Yeah. I would go with George as well. Um, Kramer, I think is a close second for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and it, to me, like, I guess Jerry is fourth. Like, <laughs> I don't, to me, J- Jerry is, the, it's of course his world that everybody revolves around him, but he's just kind of the vanilla player. Not yeah, he's like the kind of the straight man a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, George just, I just was thinking about like the storyline of him, like not quitting that job, but they're trying to fire him. But he's like, I'll get, I'll get half pay if they, if they fire me or whatever. So he's making them fire him and like, just the absurd lengths everybody goes in the show, but especially George. That's what I love about that. Yeah. There, what about the, the episode where he, he quits his job and then just comes back the next day and acts like nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the like, they're surprised that he's there and he's like, yeah, I just act like I never quit. Yeah. <laughs> Which I've heard is what Larry David did when he was writing for sign or for Saturday night live. He's, he just he, he quit because they he wasn't getting any sketches on, and then he came back the next week and act like, ah, yeah, I never did that. That's funny. So, did they? Did anybody say anything to him about it? 
Uh, not that I've heard. I think they just went along with it. Just yeah, sure. That well, that's then. Then you know, you learn more about Larry David, and you find out like that's a very like he he's George. Everybody says he's George, oh, yeah. but it's just like then I'm finding things in my life that are very Larry David, George Costanza. Like one time I got soup at a restaurant, which is not a meal. Of course, we all know that. <laughs> Absolutely. But it was like a it was a shallow bowl. Like it, the bowl wasn't deep enough. And yeah. I was like complaining that the bowl, I didn't say anything to anybody, but I was like, this bowl is too shallow to be a soup bowl. <laughs> I feel like that is a very George oh, Costanza yeah. thing. Then he'll, he'll want to get revenge on whoever has the bowls, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld won another comedian to play George. Uh, you, are you familiar with Jake Johansson? I am, yeah. I like Jake Johansson a lot. Which he's been on Letterman, I don't know, 50 times or whatever. Yeah. That's very little exaggeration. He's been on that many times. But I when I you know, I think of Jake Johansson, I I just can't see anybody but George in that role. Right. Uh yeah, that's I also heard they want they auditioned uh, David Allen Greer to be oh. George. I I can see that more than Jake Johansson. Yeah, I've never seen Jake. I don't think Jake Johansson. I don't know if he's ever been in a TV show acting. I don't. I don't know. Well, I just don't see him being wacky. Like, yeah, like you got to be over the top, I guess. What if you're George? And uh, another rumor was that Steve Buscemi auditioned to play George, uh, which uh-huh. turned out to be not true. Which oh. <laughs> I guess I, I'm trying to think of like recasting George Costanza. Who do you? Is there anybody that you would throw in there? Man. Could you see like Bobby Moynihan? Because I'm thinking the body type, the short, stocky. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so uh, ingrained and in, that it's you know. Yeah, it's hard to imagine anybody but Jason Alexander. Maybe Frank Caliendo, similar <laughs> body type. And I think he does the impressions of all of them. But yeah, <laughs> just good. I'd, I'd watch a show of just Frank Caliendo. Yeah, just replaced. I think that was called the Frank Caliendo show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was an episode where George was not in it and he got, he got mad. The only episode that he was not in. And that was the pen uh, where Jerry and Elaine visit Mm. Jerry's parents in Florida. He was not in that. And he got nervous that Jason Alexander was like, you know, if they're going to have an episode without me in it, what's the point? You know, so he told Larry David, don't don't do that. Like, don't do it again or just fire me. <laughs> like, the, wow. Yeah, I guess that was the thing. Um, oh, it the real, like he, might, he might have been George, a little Georgie, too. Yeah, he, that's called method acting. I <laughs> that's called. Uh, the real George Costanza sued Seinfeld's creators for a hundred million dollars. Uh, his name was a former a former friend of Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, Michael Costanza sued Seinfeld, David, and NBC for $100 million, claiming that the series had violated his privacy. The court sided with the show's creators when they pointed out that George was more based on Larry David. But $100 million. I mean, he could be doing tours just like Kramer. (laughs) Yeah, no, he had to sue. Uh, Originally, the main female character was supposed to be Claire, a waitress at the coffee shop who would offer uh, Jerry and George advice with their coffee. I, I should go back and rewatch that. I wonder what that, how that would have played out versus, you know, Elaine. 
Uh, she said uh, they didn't pick up my contract. They were differing accounts as to why this happened. Jason Alexander said it was because uh, Garlington rewrote all of her lines, the lady that played it. Uh, while Seinfeld confirmed that he did uh, indeed give Larry David a rewrite, he swears that he's not the reason she was replaced. So hmm. I guess it just wasn't meant to be, I suppose. Yeah, that that's like like I said, those first episodes are really strange. Um, yeah, I also I feel like I may be making this up, but I feel like she had like a southern accent. I get I get I wish I could have like I wish it was on streaming because we decided to do that. And then it was like too close for me to be like, let's put it off. But I was <laughs> like, I yeah, that would be weird to just like that could be a whole podcast series of let's break down the first season of Seinfeld yeah. and nothing else. The worst parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's let's talk about some more numbers uh that i found uh the seinfeld finale aired on the west coast on may 14th 1998 and uh it attracted uh seven seventy six point three million viewers jeez that's a like the current population i think of the united states is 300 million mm-hmm so almost a third of people watch this show. <laughs> yeah, that would never probably happen. a third back then with with the the population. But um, I think I read somewhere that it was the most like the final season. All the episodes were number one in their time slots, which only two other shows have done, which was I Love Lucy and and the Andy Griffith Show. Oh, really? Yeah. What? So. Go ahead. What uh, what about Mash? The last episode of Mash. People always bring up that was like yeah. a. Well, I know for that one, it was the last season, so every episode in that season yeah. was number one. I yeah. I feel like Mash probably did huge numbers, and I have to look that up. Um, Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David each were calculated to make four hundred million dollars off a recent syndication cycle of the sitcom. And the th- like this show is uh, last one aired in 98. So roughly 20 years have gone by and not much about the show has aged really. No. Besides yeah, great. like somebody using a payphone, but mm-hmm. at a certain point we're all going to have whatever, you know, if it came out this year in 20 years, you're going to be like, I can't believe the phone was rectangular or whatever the thing is going to be, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just going to be in our uh in our ears some yeah like <laughs> in our our microchips in our brain yeah. but uh <laughs> just the thing yeah this i don't know i'd have to i don't watch a ton of sitcoms but i i doubt you know a lot of other shows hold up as well or ju- i think it's holds up but also or just as beloved i guess you know mm-hmm. yeah i can't think of any well like we just said like big bang theory nobody's people love that show and then yeah. You don't hear anybody really bringing but it up now. Then again, it's also not my show. So maybe that's true. That's true. There's probably somebody doing a podcast right now about it. <laughs> but even something like Game of Thrones, the phenomenon for however many years, and then you just kind of didn't see Game of Thrones, maybe because of the finale, how it ended, which I didn't. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine, but it was like then it just went away. But again, you don't see many Game of Thrones billboards. Yeah, yeah maybe, not- maybe like The Office. But a lot of yeah. people are kind of turning on the office too. I just I feel like they're turning on people that like the office. Yeah. That would be because I my wife watched it 
for you know the past couple of years that was like an everyday show and then it just hasn't been because they moved to peacock which we have but it was just i think it's goes through cycles you know mm-hmm. and i don't know but i again i think the office holds up you know just as well as as seinfeld i would say yeah yeah um Larry David secured uh, $1.7 billion after the show ended for a syndication deal. In 98, he received $250 million. And though the amounts decrease each year, he will continue to receive payments until the $1.7 billion has been paid off. Wow. A bit When you think of all the billionaires in the world, <laughs> do you think of uh larry david just <laughs> bizarre um, when's he gonna go to space i think he's due i think him <laughs> and elon have been talking yeah um i'm trying to find some more numbers because i kind of read through this before hand um jerry uh his apartment uh decor and space uh have they've been analyzed and people have calculated that there were in total 12 boxes of cereal in the the apartment because i i don't know if you're like me but i always you watch a show enough and you're like what what kind of cereal is that yeah (laughs) (laughs) so there are like people making lists of the cereal that he had in his apartment which is that's again i'm just curious but i'm not making a list and being like, oh, he's got grape nuts, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can be curious, but you also have a life. You know? Yeah, just these people. And and this is the show that doesn't need to be analyzed. Like if it were like Lost, maybe, right. <laughs> but not Seinfeld. Yeah, there's no hidden message in, no. in the uh, trick cereal he's got on the fridge. No, it's just just cereal. Yeah. Um, other episodes that you know were put on list uh that i found kind of frequently the puffy shirt uh, uh episode yeah. just an iconic i don't even know why it's iconic but it's just a puffy shirt pirate <laughs> type yeah. shirt uh so he appeared on the today show in the episode um and that even i think that shirt was auctioned off and i have to find the number but it was like sixteen thousand dollars <laughs> for the puffy shirt um yeah. rosie o'donnell auditioned to play elaine oh i didn't I, get, I i feel like these characters are so cemented yeah in there that it's hard to replace like maybe the most replaceable is jerry <laughs> yeah yeah you could yeah i think i think you're right is there a character Jerry's that's, just like he's the most vanilla so like yeah. you could see you know I don't even know who you'd replace him with. Uh, Jake uh, Johansson. Jake Johansson. That's it. I mean, it could be. Yeah. That's why Seinfeld was like, I'm going to, I got to name it Seinfeld. So they don't bring in Jake Johansson yeah. for all we could have known. We could be watching Johansson. <laughs> um, is there anybody besides the main four horsemen uh, that like is your favorite character? Uh, yeah, you got to go. I go with Frank Costanza. Okay. Yeah, like Jerry Stiller. Everything he says starts out as just regular conversation, and then gets loud. <laughs> like, they don't want us in Del Boca Vista. Well, we're moving. Like, <laughs> like it, yeah, it, there's so many characters that are just character. Like it's 
like you've got Jerry Seinfeld, who's just Jerry Seinfeld, but mm. then you've got Frank Costanza, you've got uh, the mom, uh, his mom, you know, George's mm. mom is, Georgie, I can't believe you abuse yourself like that. Like <laughs> everybody made choices, and I appreciate that about their, their performances. Mm-hmm. I think the other one would be just Newman. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the kind of the guy that's a regular, but then just a sniveling, like, <laughs> and forever that his name, what is his name? Wayne Knight, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I'd be like, you know, I had Newman from Seinfeld. In it. <laughs> in my mind, that's the guy that Newman is the guy who stole the stuff in Jurassic Park. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Newman sa- saves the day in uh, Space Jam. Yeah. Like it's just Newman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do love characters where the, the, the character performance was so strong that now, you know, Michael Clark Duncan is Green Mile and you don't <laughs> even call him. John Coffee, you right. just called Green Mile. <laughs> um, here's one about uh, Lawrence Tierney, or actually, uh, it was, uh, yeah, in the series, uh, Elaine's father is a noted author, Alton uh, Bennis. The character was based on revolutionary road novelist Richard Yates, the father of Larry David's own ex, Monica Yates. So they're saying, you know what they're saying is it wasn't a stretch for Lawrence Tierney to play this guy. And he ended up like stealing a butcher knife from the set and hit it under his jacket. Like who's taken a butcher knife. Like, I don't know. I, can you hear me by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, just like, especially that guy, like he's no business. So what's he going to do with this? Yeah, he's just a lunatic. <laughs> just bizarre. Yeah. And but well, my favorite line from that episode, I forgot to bring it because he's like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And then and then Elaine finally shows up and asks George, Where's your dad? He's like, He's in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> just that just that line is so funny to me. Um and which leads me to my other favorite episode is the uh, Kenny Rogers Roasters episode. Oh, yeah. That which, was just on uh, TV. I just watched that. I feel like they're all just on TV. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And like even my favorite line from this is a Jerry Seinfeld line where they've switched apartments and he walks into his own apartment and now he's got all the makeup to be Kramer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's just not even that good of a performance of Kramer, but to see Jerry Seinfeld do Kramer, right? Maybe makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> um, yeah, just I don't know. Which is one of my favorite episodes. Of course, we've got uh, the, the the other thing I love about Seinfeld is you've got the the leave behind. You've got these phrases that people will say mm. now. Or he, he did the pop in. He just showed up unannounced or man hands like it's a very Seinfeldian thing to be like oh you did the pop-in like yeah. you name a move after something you know yeah the yada yada yeah yeah where it's yeah where it's yada yada what what more do I have to say um <laughs> other funny episodes the uh people ranked uh, the opposite Maybe the best George-centric episode in the entire series. After an increasing bout of bad luck, Jerry suggests that whenever George makes a decision, 
he simply do the opposite of what he normally would leads to him to getting both a girlfriend and a job at Yankee stadium. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a good one. Just, uh, yeah, just the character choices of just do the opposite of what you normally would. And then ends up in Yankee stadium. Like George constantly just lands himself in jobs that he has no business. <laughs> Which like that's partly like I've never had like a super corporate job, but I'm also like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't, I've fooled everybody, you know. Right. <laughs> um, let's look at our uh, more of our facts. An abandoned storyline revealed the soup Nazi was a real Nazi. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, <laughs> that might have gotten a little dark. Yeah, that's it's hard to pull off. You know, not real Nazis, not just fake ones. <laughs> Uh, some Seinfeld storylines that got cut. Frank Costanza gets into medical marijuana. Uh, <laughs> a, a woman woman called the prompter who leaves out key details and stories. Again, that's a Seinfeld. Oh, she's a prompter type thing. That's funny. Uh, the soup Nazi being an actual Nazi. Kramer fixing up human skeletons for museums. I can <laughs> definitely see that. Yeah. Jerry, I got these skeletons for cheap. <laughs> Uh, the Hank, the whole gang goes to Mexico, uh, which ended up, they did nothing down there. So, um, I, do you, when they went to Mexico, it reminds me of the episode where they went to, was it India for the wedding? Oh yeah. I think it was like, it was all in reverse. Reverse. I don't, I have to rewatch that one, but I remember just being like, I don't like this. Just play it normal. Yeah. Yeah, it's you. You Seinfeld. You don't need to be. Yeah. You don't need these tricks. I feel like that's what dumb people just play it forward. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> uh, the Fairley brothers uh, wrote an episode of Seinfeld. Uh, they wrote the the Virgins in season four, which Jerry dates uh, Marla the Virgin, uh, and Elaine attempts to give her an education in uh, sex in the nineties. Uh, that, huh. that's another thing is, do you have a favorite Jerry girlfriend? I would go with, um, uh, Janine Garofalo. I can't think of her. Yeah. Her, her name. Again, she's rather than having a character name, you're just like, oh yeah, she's Janine Garofalo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the reverse. Of it's Newman. the reverse. Um, <laughs> I, my favorite is, uh, what's her face? She was in uh, Superman. Uh, we're, we're, oh, when she has like that, she's like, they are real and they're spectacular. Oh, talking about her boobs. Uh, Terry Hatcher. I don't, I, I'd probably, yeah. I'm sitting in front of a computer, but I'm not going to look <laughs> it up. Uh, but yeah, t- no, that's a good one. Yeah. Again, a different girlfriend, every episode, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like when uh, Peter Griffin loses his job and then somehow is back at work the next <laughs> right. episode. Like, yeah. It's kind of a, nobody really thinks too hard about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another famous episode that everybody uh, mentions uh, is the contest, which of course yeah. people just try to not masturbate. And wh- was it was it Kramer that was like, "I'm out!" Like quick. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes into his apartment and comes right back out, slaps <laughs> the money down. I'm out. Uh, it was inspired by true stories. Uh, uh, Larry David told New York Magazine, "I just remember." Uh, the bet that he had with a friend didn't vast, last very long, two, maybe three days. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised at how quickly it ended. I won uh, handedly, which is probably the wrong way to phrase that. Right. Uh, 
he didn't mention his idea to uh to base a plot line on the real life incident for a long time believing that seinfeld would shoot it down but he finally pitched it jerry loved it so that's how you got that but is again based on real things yeah uh there's an abandoned seinfeld episode called the bet uh, though it may have seemed as if no topic was off limits for Seinfeld, uh, an episode that revolved around the ease with uh, which one could buy a handgun was eventually dumped. <laughs> oh my, yeah. Wow. It's a very, it seems too political for Seinfeld. Yeah. Even back then, you know, you know, Kramer would just had a gun. Like <laughs> I can get you a gun. Like, <laughs> yeah. You'd have to, to talk to Bob Sagamano. Yeah. Yeah. I do like, do we ever uh, meet Bob uh, Sacamano? Or we, we never do. I do like that where he's like, yeah, my friend Bob, like mentioning this guy that they never meet. Yeah. I like that. Um, the episode was replaced with uh, the phone message. So they were halfway through working on that episode and they're like, this ain't, this is not working. So. Wow. They, uh, I would like to see like some darker seinfeld yeah. episodes that may be interesting there's that one was that that twitter account like real life seinfeld yeah where yeah. like kramer caused 9 11 or something <laughs> jerry <laughs> yeah have you ever read that that uh like seinfeld spec script that was all about 9 11 their experience during 9 11 no i didn't please fill I, me in because I, the show ended f- like three years before 9 11 yeah some guy just wrote a a spec script uh, about how they deal with 9-11. Um, I'll send it to you. It's, it's okay, good. yeah. Was I mean, did you what could you see that being an episode if they were like, let's do a 9-11 episode? Um yeah. or was it like over did it fit the characters at least? No, you know, it was like spot on, like how yeah. they would react and stuff. I, I don't think they would ever do it, but yeah, of course, like again. <laughs> It's, it's like searching for the cereal boxes. We don't need to think this yeah. hard about this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a Miller Brewing executive was fired for discussing the Junior Mint episode on Seinfeld with a female co-worker. Uh, it's the episode where Jerry can't remember his girlfriend's name, but knows that it rhymes with a female body part. Yeah. There we go. After discussing the episode with a female colleague, uh, Gerald McKenzie, then an executive at Milwaukee's uh, Miller's Brewing, was fired for sexual harassment. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, I uh, I will like to announce, Trent, that you are getting booted for sexual harassment <laughs> from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I brought up I didn't, uh, Mulva. <laughs> Mulva. Uh, the, the, the Elaine dance people, uh, feared mm-hmm. that it would, uh, ruin her, her career. Like, really? Yeah. Just the, the little, uh, kicks in which Elaine dances. Uh, he only, uh, got approval on the storyline after David had left, but then came, uh, became concerned that it might be a big mistake. And that was, uh, the writer, uh, Spike, uh, Fairston. So, Again, one of the most iconic things. Well, like again, if you see somebody that's a bad dancer, you could be like, she, "She's an Elaine dancer," yeah. you know. So many iconic things from the show that you know almost didn't happen. Um, side here we go. The backwards episode was inspired by uh, Harold uh, Pinter, I think. Season nine's backward episode, "The Betrayal," is based on a Harold. 
Pinter play of the same name, which utilizes a similarly nonlinear narrative device and also explain why Sue Ellen Mishke's uh, fiance name is Pinter. Hmm. I'd have to go back and see how that's actually pronounced again. Like, I don't like that episode, but then I'll watch like uh reservoir dogs or uh, uh, Pulp Fiction where there's yeah. nothing is in line and be like, right. this is great. <laughs> but for some reason, Seinfeld, not so much. Well, um, yeah, it's just not what you're expecting. You want to, you want to sit down and relax with the gang. You don't I need don't to think. I don't want to have to think. No, yeah. no. Uh, the other famous, a uh, couple other uh, top episodes people ranked was the Soup Nazi. Uh, and that guy's actually on uh, Cameo if you want to be yelled at by the Soup Nazi. I don't know how much it is, but uh, also in the episode, Elaine asks Kramer to stand guard over an armoire that is quickly stolen by two thieves and contains the recipe for the soup Nazi soups. And then that's how you get the, the wrap up. Like the other thing that I like about Seinfeld, it'll start out like three things happen at once and they all convene mm, yeah, at the end. All, yeah. It's like a weird, it's a puzzle to be like, how's this going to connect to this? Mm hmm. Um, yeah, the the I think the my favorite example of that is the the one where George, I think it's the marine biologist where he Kramer is hitting golf balls into the ocean, and yeah. then George has to save the whale, and then he, at the end he pulls up the golf ball. <laughs> uh, George Costanza also dreamed of pretending to be an architect, but this episode sees him trying to convince a woman that he is a marine biologist. Also in the episode, Elaine's PDA gets uh, weaponized after temperamental Russian author uh, hurls it out a window. So PDA <laughs> is like a, she's talking like an iPhone, not public display of affection. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kramer practices golf on the beach. The episode ends with one of the show's funniest moments, which George recapping how he actually saved a beached whale uh, suffering from an obstructed blowhole from the Titleist golf ball. Just a lot of things all in one all in one coming together mm -hmm. and just fitting nicely yeah um any other big thoughts from seinfeld uh um no but i i uh you know i just moved to new york apparently mm -hmm. i've been told by many people that jerry live my good pal jerry lives <laughs> two blocks away the seinfeld yeah the seinfeld you could probably the guy that's replaceable yeah the, yeah, the the billionaire. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you could probably find his apartment just by the parking garage full of Porsches <laughs> yeah. that he drives. It's so weird how, like, you, you got to, like, to be a car guy, you have to have a lot of money. And to be the kind of car guy that he is, like, you again, you have to have a billion dollars. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld does uh, have a favorite moment from the series, and he said it was uh, when George pulls out the golf ball at the end of the Marine Biologist. Wow. And, well, uh, the guy's got good taste. What can you say? To wrap up this episode, uh, Trent, I want to pull out this golf ball. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's audio, so let's just pretend that there is one. Um, yeah, I was going along with it. Yeah. So any characters that you're you're like, I could have done without him? or her mm, that's a good i yeah i would say uh oh geez now i'm blanking on her name but uh, but uh george the girl george uh susan? gets engaged yeah susan susan yeah, yeah. and again another great george storyline where he has to pretend that she said that she died yeah <laughs> 
from licking toxic <laughs> envelopes. Like just an absurd storyline. And then he starts the the foundation. The, this, or what, yeah, yeah, the Susan Fund. Yeah. And he's interviewing those uh, those kids and uh, they go, he goes, What's your favorite animal? And the guy goes, Frog. And he goes, Frog. No, frog is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just tell somebody, no. <laughs> uh, Festivus was based on a real life holiday uh, one Seinfeld writers uh, celebrated with his family so writer Dan O'Keefe truly celebrated Festivus with his family complete with feats of strength and airing of grievances Jesus I do say that's a random line where I'll just say I got a lot of problems with you people <laughs> yeah that's no like I it's just out of the blue I will say that uh <laughs> It was entirely more peculiar than on the show, O'Keefe told the New York Times in 2004. There was a clock, uh, there was a clock in a bag, and he didn't know why. Oh my God. <laughs> Just to make your own holiday uh, a religion. Um, let's see. There was a Jackie uh, Child Seinfeld spinoff in the works. So back oh, in wow. the, the, that's the. The lawyer, right? Yeah, Jackie. the lawyer. He's kind of based on uh, OJ's lawyer. Yeah. Um, the Jackie Childs show, Phil Morris, who made a handful of appearances on the series as a fast-talking Johnny Cochran-like lawyer, was working with Seinfeld and David on the pitch, uh, which would find him as the sole black lawyer at an all-white firm. some point, uh, plans apparently fell apart. I would watch that show. I would do, yeah. Uh, yeah, is, is there any character on here that you would watch the spinoff besides Jackie Childs? Me, I, I'd like to see what old Newman's up to on the, on the mail route. That maybe he got to move to Hawaii or whatever his dream was. Yeah. Um, I do like, I would like a maybe a give me a standalone Kramer show. Yeah, yeah, even that, like, like last week's episode was Comedians Gone Too Far. And uh, he was featured prominently in that one. Uh, Michael Richards, not Kramer. But again, yeah. For what? I, I'm not familiar. Well, let's play that audio. Uh, it's again, I would like to see the origin because you, you learn later in that, in the series that it's Cosmo Kramer. Mm -hmm. You learn about his mom. Wouldn't you love to see, like, I want to see young Kramer, not yeah, young, young Sheldon. <laughs> I A young Kramer. Yeah. Why is Jerry Seinfeld fun. working on that? Uh, <laughs> He's got his big Pop-Tart movie coming out. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Just groundbreaking. <laughs> Again, he's a billionaire. What do I hear? <laughs> sure hey, that's my, that's my neighbor you're talking about. <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, might take Ben's watching the series to realize that the first conversation Jerry and George have in the pilot, which you can see in this clip above, which you can't because it's a podcast. Uh, and their last conversation in the finale are uh, about poorly placed uh, buttons and are almost verbatim. Did you notice that when you watched it? I No, I did not. But I did. I read that when I was preparing for this. Good. You did your homework, <laughs> kid. Uh, I didn't want to let you down. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess we can talk about uh, if you want to go back and start talking about buttons at the beginning of this episode, <laughs> but that's one of those where I did notice it, but it was like, I watched the whole series in you know, five days, one mm -hmm. of those where you shouldn't really watch that much TV. <laughs> You're like, Hey, the first conversation was about buttons. How did you feel about the finale? And we can wrap this up. The finale, I would say, uh, underwhelming. 
I don't know. I, th- I think you're a little too harsh, Trent. Because <laughs> the yeah. finale, it's so hard to have a finale and like have the huge payoff. It's not everyone is breaking bad, you know? Yeah. It is know. hard to hard to end a, a sitcom like that. Well, especially a show about nothing. There was never a goal in this show. Right. It was just, <laughs> let's show these people, which... I kind of agree that none of them are good people. Like they're mm-hmm. all kind of bad people. Yeah. I did like the, them bringing back all like the one-off characters and mm-hmm. stuff to testify against them. Um, I don't know. I just kind of felt like it was lacking in mm-hmm. uh, punchlines maybe. Okay. Maybe that was it. And because of what it was like, that was like an hour and a half episode or something. Yeah. Something. Like that. Yeah. Maybe it just cause they're for, it was not their usual format or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess what I can say is uh, Jerry Seinfeld, very bad man. <laughs> um, yeah, very bad. Very let's bad. wrap it up. Plug uh, plug in your uh, podcast. It's called There You Go with Trent Mabry. It's available wherever you get your podcast. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Trent Mabry, M-A-B-R-Y, and on Instagram, Trent underscore Mabry. Yeah, just and it that's up. it. Yeah, I didn't get some, the... Uh, didn't yeah, get the Trent Mabry on Instagram. I would I'll break the news to you that I did get that on Instagram and you can buy it from me if you <laughs> would like to. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, follow Trent on uh, Twitter. You've had a, a lot of good uh, topical jokes here recently. So. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. So uh that's Trent Mayberry. May- Mayberry. Mayberry. Uh what, what are we talking about? Uh, uh Andy Andy show all of a sudden. Uh with the podcast, there you go. Thanks for being on Trent. Thanks for having me, Brent.